Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Three CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of original inhabitants, and we pay our respects to elders past and present, including LGBTI. Indigenous Elders, who in turn include sister girls and brother boys, and acknowledge their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around the land. And welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the Marine News, as they do every Sunday. Well, not every Sunday from 11.30 till news, because this was, of course, their last show for the year, though, if you are listening live on a Sunday and you just heard um, that. Um, so um, if you are, of course, in the waters, whether you're the out-of-the-blue crew directly or not, make sure you do it safely over the summer. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, and this is going to be kind of important today, lots to talk about, um, lots of ways to do it. You can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. Um, you can text 61 401-078-981 with your international codes um, in front of all of those numbers if you need to. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. You can look for me on Facebook, either Sally Goldner or Out of the Pan, 3CR855 AM, Melbourne. Um, no, we're not 85.5 AM as a, muse- a musician group who, while I was away for the last few weeks, sent me an email saying, we really love your station and think you're great. Um, keep up the good work on 85.5 FM. No, we're that funny old crackly 855 AM if you're doing it that way. Well, what are, you, are we going to be doing today on the show? Well, we being listeners of all genders and myself, later in the show, I want to talk about um, where I've been um, for the last couple of weeks, one week of which was Bangkok. Um, very exciting for the Ilga World Conference, and I have a feeling we may have a listener from somewhere around the world tuning in, if said listener is keeping awake in their time zone. Um, also have a look at, well, what happened during the week with birth certificates, not so good. But going to start with something I don't do it often on the show, and that's, we'll say, more of an editorial, um, but it really needs to be done, and a reminder that um, anything that I do say on this show is Sally Goldner as an individual and not on behalf of 3CR or any organisation with which I'm involved. Over the last few weeks since I last broadcast live back on the 20th November, we've had a bit of a shenanigan emerge here in, well, there's been a couple of similar shenanigans. First of all, should Malcolm Turnbull be officially invited to Mardi Gras and sort of on a similar note, should Midsummer accept a keynote sponsorship from Murdoch Media? Well, I'm calling this segment when to break off the engagement. 
In this day and age of simplistic slogans, we're often told, well, we have to engage. Now, like all simplistic slogans, they sound really good off the, on, on the surface. You know, a bit like individual freedom. Yes, we should be free to do what we want, but it's funny how this then gets applied selectively, um, you know, with things like um, the fact that those who might we might consider anti-LGBTI are allowed to call trigger warnings coming up, gay men, pedophiles, trans people, predators, tell lesbians they certainly shouldn't raise families. But if we call them bigots, which they want the right to be, we're told, well, you're never going to engage like that, which links these cliches into two. Now, what do we do here um, in these situations? So there are these double standards. How do we get around them? Well, we've got to ask why we allow these double standards to happen in the first place. And I've felt this for some time now is that sadly, and it's understandable how this has happened, that GLBTI people have faced so much, I'll say, negativity, to keep it polite. You can fill in stronger language at home that I probably can't broadcast over time, that um, you know we get into a, a, a phase of settling for not just second best, but ninth best, tenth best, etc. It was interesting talking about this yesterday with some people one of whom works in aged care a lot, and she says um, LGBTI people in aged care are are prepared to put up with tolerance. Oh, gee, put up with being put up with. No, we are entitled to be equal. Well, we're going to have to start seeing ourselves as equal. And this is where I feel there's been a major blunder, as much as I have friends on the Midsummer Board, and I understand there's different opinions within the Midsummer Board on their taking Murdoch Media on as a major sponsor, I'm sorry, if you're going to go in and negotiate with these people, negotiate hard. Don't just get 30 pink and silver pieces of petty cash because I'm sorry, that's not enough. It is fair to say that the Murdoch media has contributed in massive form to um, a reduced quality of life for trans and gender diverse people in this country over the last, most of this year, 2016. And yet, we go in, we take a bit of money, and what? We're going to get some midsummer events put in the Herald Sun. Is that enough? We should be screwing them down for all they're worth. It's interesting that last year, when we had all these organisations that claimed to be supporting the LGBTI community by contributing to an advertisement that went in uh, mainstream newspapers, does anyone read mainstream newspapers anymore? Um, and certainly, do they look at the ads in this day and age of online? Well, there was this all this claim, see, all this money supported the LGBTI community, but where did it go? Did it go to the corporate advertising departments of media? So we need to be a little careful about what we're doing here. And it's interesting how we're told we have to engage, but when does the groups like the Christian lobby, like the Catholic Church, come and sat down and said, we want to talk equally and respectfully, the basis of any relationship? I haven't seen it in my time. And people might say, oh, isn't this a first for the Murdoch media? No, it isn't. Hashtag Auntie Sally moment with the long memory. 2002, when I was at Joy 94.9, Joy made all these big crowings about how they got some um, advertisement. Um, They got some sponsorship from the Herald Sun for some Valentine's Day ads, which said, see, look, the Herald Sun supports same-sex couples. Um, so, um, you know, so, um, I, um, you know, and has anything changed? 
Well, not in the long term. There was a brief period where, amazingly, the Sunday Herald Sun, which usually on average has been worse than the, um, <clears throat> the, the weekday and Saturday Herald Sun, did go a little more respectful and not before time, but it's sort of like different, differing degrees of hell. Um, but nothing's really changed. So I'm going to use words like how long do you stay in a toxic relationship? And some, if we're going to call it as we see it, um, might also say, is it an abusive relationship where we get a little bit of petty cash out of someone and then they're effectively laughing at us behind our backs? I've been, I haven't been in an intimate relationship like that, but I can tell you I've been in a so-called friendship that I realised a couple of years ago was abusive in that using that word and I cut it. It's not easy to escape from these relationships. So we're going to have to look at how we do these things. Why do we even talk about parasites um, and um, plebiscites when they're definitely never, never, we're never going to be in our interests? We just have to sometimes, dare I say, get in touch with our butch side and you know have a firm no. To be fair, this also... Um, happens in our own communities where people feel we have to grovel to bigger organisations that claim to be LGBTI um, and yet really they're still 1990s gay or gay and lesbian and yet we get when we try to engage sensibly and equally particularly when women try to we get patronising responses won't name them on air but I'm getting very close to doing that want to check with 3CR management before I do that but it seems in Melbourne um, the big four, the, ho- the four horse queers of the apocalypse, uh, Midsummer, Joy, Vac and Queer Film, have taken over the Pride Centre and now the Pride Centre's getting around to consulting with the smaller organisations. Dear, oh dear, oh dear, aren't we all equal in this community? I have a real problem with that. I have a problem with the recent um, you know, country roadshow. Yes, it's a great idea to have some coordination between, um, um, you know, metro and regional. But what were everyone on this bus supposed to do? just seems like it's all very big and flashy and not very consistent. And, you know, I've got to say that um, Melbourne is going backwards, I think, in some regards in this way, that um, people, you know, we used to work cooperatively together and now it seems like it's taken over by this quadrupoly. And there's an issue that I thought about even as I was driving here this morning. As someone who's been in the community sector a lot, um, I can tell you now that often we get, I've seen as um, people come on boards and they say, we thump the chest, thump the table and go, we've got to run this like a business, whether it's a small business or a corporate. The community sector is unique. It is values driven. Its first priority is not the profit at whatever price. And I think we've got to start looking at this, and this means more um, input into community sector uh, management from people with community sector backgrounds. I know RMIT, I believe, has a course in community sector management. If other tertiary institutions do, let me know, but there's not enough of it. We have a, a almost business sector privilege where we think business runs better. I'm going to can out in Australia. Last year, they sent around an email. We're going to talk about how people who have done business courses can now go and help the community sector. I can tell you now, Transgender Victoria Bisexual Alliance, Zoe Bell Gender Collective, Polly Vick all started from the grassroots, not because someone did an MBA. 
And I think it's time that we got rid of the community sector inferiority complex as well. There's plenty of other examples of this um, that we've got to talk about. But I'd like your input. Let's, and some people have already been inputting. You may have heard the texting machine going off. Um, you can text in 61401078981. Um, you can email out of the pan855 at gmail.com. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Or um, you can post under the posts on Facebook um, on um, Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne or Sally Goldner, which are the same. And as I say, we've already had a heap of texts come in um, for four or five. I'll get to them after some music. Um, but in the meantime, music it is. And as I said, um, been away for a few weeks um, because I was in Bangkok for the Ilga World Conference. I'm going to talk about that next, and maybe there's some fab by people from around the world who are about to tune in. So, um, well, this obvious track selection, um, you know, blatant segue, said um, people of all genders, is what we're going to do next. Let's have a listen to Murray Head from the chess musical One Night in Bangkok. We will not negotiate with minor state of title government or anyone on, on our culture, on, on our land. You know, if people say, oh, you're going to finish up with nothing, well then so be it. But at least our hearts will tell us that we did not sell out our country and our culture and heritage for a few scungy dollars. Subscribe to 3CR so that your dollars support Indigenous voices and the struggle for land justice. For Aboriginal people, the greatest grief of all is seeing the country destroyed. And somewhere along the line, we have to realise that we don't actually have the right to do that. That nothing we've ever done has given us the right to do that. Now, you know where I stand on this, because I'm so simple-minded, I think we've just got to admit that this is an Aboriginal country. Just do it. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email info at bi-alliance.org Absolutely um, Bi-Alliance um, will be continuing, will have its usual fourth Tuesday of the month meeting on Tuesday the 27th so if you're um, bi or allied and you're looking for somewhere to go and catch up with some queers after surviving December 25th with family of origin which we know can be a difficult thing if it is difficult at any time in the coming weeks um, there is so much emphasis on Christmas remember to call um, Q Life on 1800 184 527 and tap into the great queer support around the country um, well obviously played one night in Bangkok I'll get to talking about Bangkok and the Orca conference in just a second but opened up today with Think, um, Aretha Franklin on, of course, lead vocals from the Blues Brothers, um, thinking about how we do sponsorship, and we've had texts aplenty 
our roving reporter is back. Hey, roving, um, and said it's the values of what a corporation brings to any group that makes it credible. If it makes people uncomfortable, isn't it common sense to null that relationship? It's a shallow gesture on their behalf. It's all about respect. Good on you. Um, then also comes along and says, um, stand up for your rights, um, and we'll all start um, doing that song, doing appropriately, get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. Bad karaoke. Um, a really good comment also from Roving. The real question is to be asked is why some gay men are obsessed with being accepted by the conservatives' establishment at all costs. That's their problem, Sally. Well, true it is, roving, but unfortunately they sometimes insist on making it our problem. Um, we've had a couple of texts in from someone and it's, they haven't got anything to say, but they're saying hello. I'm not sure why they haven't come through properly. Um, no, but it's a different number to one I've usually had before. So um, that number that I'll just say ends in the last two digits, two, three, come back to me again. Um, yes, so... Bangkok, and I wanted to say one other thing, um, and that is some people, uh, just before I get on to Bangkok, how do we deal with this? Well, you know, a couple of a possibility. Some people are saying, well, they're going to boycott events like Carnival and Pride much. I respect that. But the other part of that is, well, these are events for our communities. They're for LGBTIQ plus people and our true allies and supporters. Why should we be made miserable and miss out on our good days? And I'm thinking there's got to be some way we can do a peaceful, non-violent um, sort of protest, whether it's designing, and I'm going right off the top of my head because I haven't had enough caffeine yet, a badge or a T-shirt that says, good media, yes, Murdoch, no, or something like that, that we have a right to wear. Hopefully it will be our individual freedom to wear it. I'm not saying we should go militant or aggressive. I, militant or aggressive is a do whatever you want and to hell with anyone else approach. Passive is, to me, let's be a doormat and let anyone else get away with it. We need to be assertive. We need to come up with win-win approaches, um, and whether it's a T-shirt, the equivalent of some sort of armband or whatever, or some texted-on slogan that says um, you support queers and not Murdoch Media, whatever it is that does it peacefully and without disruption. All right. Uh, well, one night in Bangkok, um, I had six nights there, and I've got to say it appears that um, people from around the world, the fabulous Misty over in Perth, um, three hours behind us at the moment, and um, Hildy, where I think it's um, 2.30 in the morning in the Netherlands, um, who were there with me, um, maybe listening in. Oh, gosh, I, you, you can already, I don't know if you can feel the smile on my face just thinking about you, because um, with six nights in Bangkok, um, it was great to meet some bi people there. I went along Thank you to Ilga for the scholarship that covered flights, accommodation and some and an allowance. Most meals were covered as part of the conference in the hotel we were staying at and on events and stuff. But I actually went for the first time with my Bisexual Alliance Victoria badge along, um, which was quite cool because I must admit I've been to lots of various queer conferences in Australia, but it feels like there's been a bee that um, hasn't buzzed in well it was just wonderful to meet so many people um, from around the world um, in terms of bi. Um, it was quite awesome and feel very connected. Um, you know, there was um, my rainbow intersections had the traffic lights working perfectly. Um, well, not quite perfectly. The problem, um, if there was a problem, um, such as it may be, it's that 
there wasn't enough recognition of intersectionality in the same time as the BIPRE conference, the first ever prior to an ILGA conference, well-organised Hildy and Frank and all the great people who did that, um, um, was, a lot, was on, so was the trans conference and bumping into um, intersex pioneer Tony, Tony Briffer there, um, Tony said, well, what about intersex people who are bi? It's forgotten sometimes that, um, you know, we... Um, you know, have a, um, um, you know, that bi and, in, uh, sorry, trans and intersex people have a, a sexual attraction and a romantic attraction. Um, and, um, you know, we, what about the intersections? You know, so um, no spaghetti junctions here. I'm sorry for our inter, interstate and international listeners, but um, it's a well-known junction to the southeast of Melbourne where about six roads converge and it can take 20 minutes to get through. But, um, um, and, uh, anyway, it was great to have that, and it was quite emotional at the start of that pre-conference on um, the second day, Tuesday the 29th, um, 26 countries represented at the start, 37 people, which is really, really awesome. The thing that came up was that um, we are hearing, I think, a lot that, the um, you know the bi communities around the world are the same, and I think it's the same for trans. We've got a pretty key grip now on the issues. It's what do we do about it? Um, and you know the bi community did come up with um, four key areas of recommendation, which we were presented at the end of the whole conference when we all reconvened at the closing plenary. Um, um, pretty these might sound pretty obvious to a lot of bi pan similar people will say multi gender attracted which seems to be a good concise way of summing these things up and gets past some of the jargon things but I acknowledge always that everyone's terminology is their own um, visibility a number of people are attracted to more than one gender bisexuals want to be equally visible in ilga's work human rights. Bi people suffer from laws that criminalise same-sex conduct, but often we cop it in a different way. I know for refugee stuff, um, there is this um, issue, oh, well, you can just go and be in a heterosexual relationship and you'll be fine. Well, no, that's not how it works out, which leads to the other human rights thing. Bi people face extra burdens because legal systems around the world do not understand it. And whilst Australia has good federal law now, um, that covers sexual orientation than, for example, the long battle in the New South Wales law and within Mardi Gras as a result, whereby people were excluded on very dubious grounds. Also need more on research, um, in particularly in understudied regions and populations, and in, when there is all of rainbow research involve the bi community to ensure bi, ensure bi data is captured. And I agree with that, and I know... Um, lesbian and trans I've I know trans feels the same way and I've often heard le um, lesbian and intersex um, say the same that we need to make sure the data is easily broken down and a big one of course well money does help if it's ethical linking to the previous segment um, please make arrangements for foundations and charities working on LGBTI issues to establish funds for working on bi issues I agree and um so that was where it was. I've got to say, um, without, uh, I don't know, it was just a big personal squee moment to meet the fabulous um, Vitat Mutabran, um, the um, new UN rapporteur on LGBTI issues, who is um, surviving despite attempts by some nations to undermine his position. 
But it was wonderful to meet um, a range of bi people from around the world. The fabulous Zainab um, Peggy Mazrabada, who originated from Iran and is now living in Europe and is an expert on bi-refugee issues. Um, Ian and John um, as well, Frank from um, Colombia. So um, it was just fantastic to meet so many people. And I think this is where possibly for groups like bi and trans, and it may be the same for intersex, this is where we have a possibility. Anything we can do to collaborate individually, it seems like we all know what all the issues are and they're the same even if there's different degrees or some nations might be a little further ahead. If we can collaborate, we might be able to save reinventing some wheels and save some money, do some cross-country research and see how that all goes is really good. But um, I've got to say... um, you know, um, so the, from that point of view, it was a highlight. There was a bit of stress. Um, my airline, even though I'd put all the right tags on in Melbourne, decided to um, leave my bag in main bag in Sydney. So while I had five nights in Bangkok, my bag only had four. Um, sweaty Sally, um, but we got through. Um, and there were some logistical arrangements. But I've got to say... Don't let that put you off the next ILGA World Conference, which is in 2018. And for our Australian listeners in particular, it's in Wellington in New Zealand from 22 to 26 October. And there is a website that they've already set up, which I think shows a lot of organisation. And I'll try to, um, which is Rainbow Wellington, which is Wellington 2018. Um, dot nz for the ilga world conference and you can register there if you're possibly interested in getting a scholarship i started trying to do some maths last night and even though it is a lot closer it's still probably going to come out as say 1500 to do registration accommodation a flight um and all of that sort of stuff um and um you know, then you've got to allow for beer money and coffee money if you need to do that. So probably will need a scholarship again. And it's worth noting that the people of the four people who ended up meeting from the by delegation with the with VTAT, um, the rapporteur, all were there on a scholarship which points to inequity within the LGBTI communities that all by of those by people from around the world all needed a scholarship. I don't know about some of the other people I've mentioned. And my guess is it's the same for trans and probably intersex. Um, So, yeah, get over to Wellington and the various groups from Wellington, Rainbow Wellington, OII New Zealand and others all presented at the end. They were the only bidder for the 2018 conference. And by goodness, have they got this already thinking. As I say, you can register at wellington2018.nz and register interest, get lots of pre-information, and when the scholarships will be announced, you'll be able to try to get in there. But if you can afford to do it, and obviously I'm well aware of wealth disparity within the rainbow communities, um, you know, if you can save, go for it, but get in there now. I've got to say they're open to suggestions. Um, There were some things that came out of the conference that could have been done better on how you um, register for presentations didn't seem very well done that sort of thing a lot of times it was like why why am I at this there could be some things to consider I must admit I am considering a pe- um, doing a presentation on um, the rainbow intersections um, and other intersections so, um, do need to be looked at as a whole person but one thing that impressed me which is why I played our land justice um, message was that there will be a key theme of Indigenous peoples, which was, I said, sitting there as a diversity lover, 
and wanting to be a better ally as best as I can, sitting there inwardly going, woohoo. So well done to all the groups from Wellington. Um, no Australia-New Zealand cricket-like rivalries here. You're doing some good stuff. Well, we're doing some good things here, even though it may not seem like it at times. Let's get over and share it and do it, and then at night do it, do it over a beer. Um, look for the picture on me with Misty and a fabulous non-binary bi person from Scotland, Vic, um, with the huge litre jug of beer. Um, no, it wasn't all beer drinking. There was some work done, but it was a really great to meet so many great people. I think the connections that came out of it, um, meeting. VTAT um, and VTAT's um, main assistant, who we now have contact with, really important. I think we can get stuff done at a global level. And I've got to say, VTAT, the UN Rapporteur, um, and as they say in the classics, he's the man. Um, what a lovely, sweet, good-humoured guy. If anyone can get stuff done in the challenging environment that the UN can be, he can do it. Um, so keep supporting him. We'll make sure that I'll make sure I... Tr- um, I'll keep you updated on what's going on there. So um, I've de-jet lagged, I've recaffeinated. Um, I almost thought I could stop eating Thai food for a long time, but um, was away during the week and found some good Thai places in Swan Hill and Bendigo. So I kept going with it. Um, almost almost was hanging out for junk food when I got off the plane, but, survived, but resisted. All right. Um, in honour of the fact that the next ILGA conference in October 2018 is in Wellington, New Zealand. Here's someone originally from the land of the long white cloud, Tim Finn, from the Escapade album of originally 1983 on CD in 94, said the oldie giving her technology away. Um, It was great to hear about the New Zealand conference. In fact, in the words of Tim Finn, it made my day. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Out of the pan around the world with Sally. Tim Finn from the album Escapade, um, originally 1983, and Made My Day. Make sure you get your day made if you can. Somehow get over to the Ilga World Conference in October 2018 in Wellington, New Zealand. And of course... Um, you know, big karma to um, the crews in Wellington after the recent earthquakes. Gosh, um, it just seems like it never stops over over there with those. Um, so hang in there, um, and we are with you. All right. Um, well, the other news of the week. Well, it's been mixed on birth certificates. Um, South Australia win, Victoria no. Um, so well done to South Australia. Um, who's moved forward and got away from a very surgery-based model. South Australia was the first um, state or territory in Australia to pass some birth certificate reform back in 84, but it involved getting a court order and hadn't been updated since. And, of course, back in those times, everything was surgery-based, um, which is not um, you know, what trans and gender-diverse people or the majority thereof would really want. Um, so they've um, gone to a better model. It is affirmed identity-based, um, which is, of course, most welcome. Um, there is still some degree of medical sign-off, though, which is not. Unfortunately, in Victoria, um, our efforts to get legislation through that would have done all the things we wanted, affirmed identity, not surgery, um, uh, let's go through them again, more than two gender options, ending forced divorce, um, a process whereby, same as a passport, just an adult who's known you 12 months signs off 
for miners, it would have been so long as the miner is able to give informed consent. That would have been the only reasonable thing which everyone was happy with, those sorts of things. Unfortunately, the legislation ended up being um, lost in, or at the moment lost on the, in the Legislative Council, Victoria's Upper House of Parliament. For those listening around the world, we're on a sort of constitutional monarchy type of approach um, and both houses need to pass laws. Um, and um, unfortunately, it was a tie um, at 19 all and because of that, it was lost. There were some hopes that James Purcell from Western Victoria um, in the upper house would be supportive and not in happen as it happened in the end. I haven't read all the speeches. I don't really see any point at the moment in doing that. Um, we'll have to do the wonk analysis later on. But linking back to the opening segment about engaging, what's interesting is the Liberals and Nationals wouldn't even talk to anyone who supported the law, as I understand it, or the change, proposed law reform, until about two or three hours before the bill was finally debated. So we talk about engagement. Well, you that's again, it's got to be equal. What pisses me off, uh, excuse the language, but I am a bit pissed off, is some so-called <clears throat> cisgender allies of trans people are always work, already working out how we can make concessions. Um, and um, I think that um, it's like, hang on, trans people need to drive this debate, not cis-privileged lawyers, and it already seems that um, we have an issue. So um, I think that we need to be a little careful about um, what needs to happen next um, in relation um, to this debate. Who's who's speaking for whom? Who's got the privilege? One of, some, one of these cis-privileged lawyers I get very frustrated with, um, and I've got to say it's made my year more difficult having to deal with cis-privileged people, um, is this person says, well, I'm not trans, but if I was trans, I'd do this. Now, Tom, sorry, that's misuse of privilege, in my opinion, um, a way of getting around the fact that they're not trans. Well, it's not up to you to speak for us, person. We speak for us. We run this show. Um, so, um, yeah, we need to... Um, um, you know, make sure we lead this debate. Being an old chook, I can remember um, from many years ago um, where we had to do a little bit of um, getting in touch with our butch side and refusing to cave in when we did um, equal opportunity law a few years back. Um, and um, I think that um, we had to sort of hang tough and we in the end did get someone who was able to negotiate really well um, well, I think we need another one of that. Had a few more emails come in on this this theme that we opened with on today's editorial. Some um, rovings come in with a creative option. Is it time to have a Melbourne Mardi Gras? Uh, Maria Mercedes and many in the arts community are queer friendly. Have been proposing this for many years. Um, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I like Pride March the way it is. I think Mardi Gras in Sydney. I've been two or three times, and it's great in one sense, but it's a bit hypey hypey i think it doesn't um really get the um you know the sort of doesn't solve the problem of values about i can see where she's um going um rovings already also come in on another award another issue um ellen's got the freedom award from mr obama 
Um, her interview with Caitlin Jenner was one of the best I've seen bringing trans issues to mainstream and masses. Um, well, look, I, I must admit I'm not up with that one. Uh, since getting back and recovering from jet lag last Sunday, I did spend three days travelling around the countryside doing training to pay for the bills. Um, so I have to dig in on that and come back to you next week um, on that one, um, Rove. So I'll be back to you. And um, as um, Roving's also said, um, some of these issues, it's akin to inviting Alan Jones to a minus 18 function. Some of these cis men are archaic. Yeah, um, a fair point. Um, so, um, yes, um, lots to consider. But, um, yeah, this debate has to be, debates have to be driven by the primary community in question and where it is more than one of, um, we'll say, LGBT and I. Um, then it's got to be done with equality within the community. And I think this goes right deep. We need to look at ourselves individually as equals, then across the various groups, then collectively, then we can start negotiating with anything, any anyone or any organisation in the so-called broader community. All right, I did do some reading um, because well, my airline didn't have any internet at all they didn't even have the internet that allowed you to do that little track the plane where it is over your, your journey which I, oh, i'm sorry i don't think that's good enough first world problems but um anyway wanted to play a track i did read becky cole's autobiography poster girl which is just fabulous there's lots i could discuss in it um but um have to play a becky cole track um that, that gave me an excuse do we need one though here's becky with um friends Casey Chambers uh, with friend Casey Chambers and others those memories of you are Dolly Parton track 3CR 855 AM digital 3cr.org.au out of the pan with Sally y'all know y'all know how to kick it out because uh, as we know the saying is if we don't fight we lose if we don't fight we lose whether we're talking about union issues whether we're talking about civil and political rights issues if we don't stand, if we don't fight, then we lose. And that's what it's about. 3CR, kicking against the pricks since 1976. And I guess I'll call. That's us. I'm proudly wearing my Radical Radio T-shirt um, today. I might have to wear that at Midsummer Carnival and Pride March this year um, and do some other things like it. OK, um, got to start wrapping it up for the second last show of the year. Um, next week is the last show of the year for Out of the Pan. Um, um, the 25th, well, I probably wouldn't be here, but definitely not this year because of, um, on the 25th of December, 3CR also always gives the airwaves over to the Tamil crew. So um, if you are listening to 3CR on that day, um, that's what you'll hear. And the five Sundays in January, um, well, I'm using my annual leave and getting loading on top of my original pay. We're in 17.5% of zero. You do the maths. Seriously, but... Uh, I will be away for the five Sundays in January, the 1st, the 8th, um, the 15th, which is Midsummer Carnival Day, the 22nd, which is when the Bi and Polly picnic will happen, um, and the 29th, which is Pride March, and I'll see, catch you again after next week in February. Next week, I'll be catching up with people from the Kingston City Rollers about their um, fab Midsummer events, smashing the binary, and also... 
um, have hopefully have in a gooist who is also non-binary. It's all very non-binary and loving it. Talking of that, um, got a, a, a message in. The fabulous McJacob Thomas has um, put an article on BuzzFeed, what it's like to come out as gay and then as non-binary. So there's some good reading for you. And there's a great article in today's age by the fabulous Moodleton, uh, at Moodleton on Twitter, Amy Middleton, and um, about organisations you can support if you want to support the LGBTIQ plus communities. Um, thanks for the mention of Transgender Victoria Amy, who, of course, is sometimes a, contr- a host of Women on the Line here on 3CR. Other things coming up um, in the queer community. Um, we've got um, TG Meetup this Tuesday. A um, bit of, uh, we get to a sad point here, while the Polyvic discussion group is on, Polyvic looks like it will de-incorporate because it has not been able to get enough committee members to keep things running at this point, which, well, look, it's sad. It's been a great part of my journey, but sometimes, as happens in voluntary groups, um, things do wind down. I do feel very sad for my friend Anne Hunter, who's put so much in, um, declaring an interest, I'm a life member, and I'm very proud of that. Um, do I keep saying that if the group sort of disbands? I don't know, but um, be the second last at this stage incorporated discussion. Um, but there will be some ongoing presence of the group, just not as an incorporated body. The Trans Anxiety Group um, probably wraps up on the Wednesday, the 14th in the evening. Bet TV, as usual, and of course, well, it's all a bit sad. Bet TV going off free to air. Um, yeah, at the end of this year and um, because the government wants to limit access to media other than Murdoch, ring out, um, it will it'll be on the web, but I don't think that's quite the same. Uh, what they're going to do with the frequency that's been vacated, who knows? Um, be like for ages, um, there was a vacant frequency on the FM band while the community stuff was being sorted out. Um, and as mentioned, the by discussion group um, the discussion group on Tuesday the 27th at back at our spiritual home, the dog room of the Great Northern. And yes, I'm mentioning again that the um, Bipoly picnic will be at Clifton Hill, the Darling Gardens, near the top of Hoddle Street and near a railway station, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'll have in time for you next week, will be. I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Um I'll talk about why Becky Cole's autobiography if I get the chance next week. Take it out um, this week. Um, as I said, there wasn't any internet, so I couldn't sit on Facebook the whole time um, to, <laughs> while I was flying around. I did read Becky Cole's book. I read Clementine Ford's Fight Like a Girl, purchased with um, birthday vouchers that were from Hares and Hyenas down in Johnson Street. But I did rewatch a favourite movie. I did rewatch The Castle, and no, I wasn't dreaming. But this track is part of the the, sound, the soundtrack from the castle. Paul Kelly, originally from the comedy album, Take Your Time. Maybe we've got to do that when we look at how we engage and do a bit of thinking, to quote from some of the tracks. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, wherever you are in the world. Hi to Hildy if you're still awake over in the Netherlands, or Misty who's just waking up in Western Australia. Um, Misty hit the coffee, Hildy um, hit the meditation tapes or something. Um, great to meet so many great bi people in Bangkok. I really feel like bees buzzed in for five or six nights in Bangkok. Um, but we did work it out. And as I said, Paul Kelly, we took our time. Take your time. Take your time to listen to 3CR. I'm Sally Goldner. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan and catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. 
For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.